Dave Accord the Grail as Fortuity Sports Line on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Line Show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on the 88.3 and 92.7 of FM. And on today's show is predominantly camogie and hurling. And what a weekend of action we have on the fields of Camogie and Hurling this weekend. It's both county senior finals. We also have in Camogie the intermediate final and the junior A and junior C uh, Camogie finals also. And we're going to be joined by the Wycliffe representatives of their banished door, uh, Gerald Garvey and selector Eugene Quirk. From Broadford Camogie Club, we're joined by their coach, uh, Padre Hickey. For Scarif O'Gunlo, who are contesting their second uh, senior county final in three years, we're joined by their manager, uh, David Sullivan. And we're also joined by uh, chairperson of Scarif O'Gunlo Camogie Club, uh, Eleanor Walsh. This weekend also, but like a victorious team of 25 years ago, Camogie team are remembered on the day of the county final. And we're joined by the winning captain of that day, uh, Myra McGlynn, now Myra McGlynn, formerly Myra McNamara. We're also going to be joined in studio uh, here by Denny Chaplin as we look forward to the county final between Aina uh, Kilnamona and Bellier. And of course, I'm joined, as always, by co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara. And now we're delighted to be joined by two members of the Waikid management as they prepare for their intermediate uh, Camogie final on Saturday against uh, runners-up from last year, uh, Clooney Quinn. We're joined by the Banished Door, uh, a man well-known to all GA people, seems to be involved with every team that goes the road down in Waikid. A man with a great Galway tradition as well. Um, his name is Gerald Garvey. Gerald, you're welcome. Thank you. And we're also joined by another member of the management, another man who has given great service on and off the field uh, to Whitegate. He's a member of the selection committee this time. He's Eugene Quirk. Led, you're both very, very welcome. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. Gerald, we can only start with you as the banished door. Uh, a big weekend for Whitegate Camogie Club. You know, back in the intermediate final after a number of years. You know, tough going there for a few years trying to, to keep it going. But, you know, the influx of young players and, you know, it is a big occasion for Whitegate to look forward to playing Clooney Quinn later on. Yeah, you know, it's a massive occasion for our club. It's our first final since 2014. Um, we're playing a really fancy Clooney Quinn team. They've star players all over the field. You go Kira Grogan, you go Maria Ryan, um, you go Deirdre Murphy and you go Orla Duggan. Like, they've been in the intermediate final last year. Um, they're a fantastic team. They're the unbeaten team this year. But uh, we know we're up against it, but... We've trained hard all year. We won the league. We took a lot of confidence out of that. So we're really looking forward to Saturday now. And Eugene, you know, you played Clooney Queen earlier in the championship and, and yeah. they, they got the better of, of Wycott on the day. But Wycott are the team that has, has improved as the championship has gone on. You know, the game seemed to have yeah. seemed to have brought them on. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we started off against Clooney Quinn and uh, they got the better of us that day, like, you know, and then we kind of went out the next day. We bet Aerog, like, and then we had another setback against... Tuller. So, you know, we had to kind of get ourselves back on track again after that, like, you know, and we kind of stepped up the train in a small bit and, you know, the players bought into it, like, as well, you know, it was, they were driving it on, like, you know, they were the ones that wanted to do more, like, you know, and they they were determined this year, like, they were going to get to the later stages of the championship, like, you know, and, and we did, like, after that kind of Tuller match, we kind of really kind of, they stepped it up, like, and got a couple of good performances and then we kind of ended up in the semi-final and, Look at maybe the day of the semi-final, we maybe had a bit of a look against a very good taller team, like, you know, but the look was, was on our side that day and, and we, we came out the right side of it. So we're delighted now that on Saturday we're, we're in a county final, like, you know, and there's a 
great achievement for our club and that's the way we are looking at it. Gerald, you know, as, as Eugene said, you know, you lost the first game against Clooney. A massive win against a rogue. A fancy their rogue team in, in, in game two, which turned the season around. Then, unfortunately, the defeat to Tulla. Maybe the wake-up call that Whitecourt needed. Yeah, we... Um the, yeah, we got. You know that that feat at all. You know you had to turn it around. You were in do or die territory after that, and you know you came through. Yeah, we um, we got a setback against Tulla, and but we really responded in the following week against a, a Corafin team up in Corafin, and as everyone knows, when you go up to play Corafin in Corafin to get a win up there was brilliant, and that kind of goes back on track again, and like we're. You're, you're looking forward to the final. Eugene, there's great colour down in Whitecourt, and you know, we've often spoke about the, the community spirit in Whitecourt here, whether it is Hurling or whatever it is down there, but the whole parish has, has, has you know, fallen in behind this Camogie team. You know, the Hurlers gave, great, yeah. gave a great run during the year and got the yeah. people, and now the Camogie team are keeping it going. Yeah, it's been just it's been an absolutely great year for, for both Hurling and Camogie this year, like, you know, and... and like now it is the the camogies turn like you know and and the whole community have really got behind them like you know and you can just see like i mean the flags the bunt and everything that's up around the place like you know and there's a huge amount of thanks to go to you know to, to the people who have put in the the work like and like i mentioned pat burke and a couple of more people down there that are kind of you know doing a lot of the work behind the scenes which you know, nobody kind of even sees kind of a, a lot of what, what's going on like you know but they need you know a lot of you know, thanks, like, you know, from us, like, you know, that it's great to see the colour, like, and great. It's going to be a great occasion yeah. for Whitecourt. There's nothing like that in a village, I think, the little profile, and it's wonderful to see yeah. it, and it's great people, people respond, putting up the colours, it's a special thing. But, yeah, let's just go back, you know, we're in the, almost mid-November, evenings are very dark and all that, and, you know, girls then have jobs, they have college, they have, they have weekend jobs. Is it hard enough, even though you are in the final, or can you manage to get most of them together for most sessions? Or is there difficulties with girls being away? How how do you how do you kind of make that work? No, we've girls from Dublin, we've girls at Kildare, Limerick, Etlow and Galway. And if we're training on a Wednesday night, these girls are coming down like it's just they're just buying into it like since the start of the year, like and we give them teas and coffees after the training, like, but it's it's just fantastic, like these girls are finishing school maybe at three, four o'clock. They're coming down straight into their cars and they're driving down for training. And they've been doing this for nearly all the year, like, which is fantastic. So it's brilliant. And like our junior team were, were, were very good this year too. Like yeah. we won the league. So we we were huge numbers training. They got beaten in the semi-final, but they're still rallying behind us. They're not part of the intermediate panel, but they're still training away with us. And the numbers in training are fantastic. So, yeah. Sounds like the spirit is brilliant down there. And Eugene, um, you know, I suppose your team, like most teams, have a nice blend of youth and experience. And even though Clooney Queen are maybe the team with the stars, and, and that is, as Charlie said earlier on, is true. But you have, you know, players with plenty of ability, plenty of experience in the right positions as well. So you're not going yeah. in there without hope. I know we're not. I mean, we've got a great mix of players, I suppose. Like, you know, we've got some really experienced players. And then we've got a lot of young players that have, you know, playing, still only playing minor, like, you know, but... They're really standing up to to the plate this year, like you know, and they've no fear, like you know, they're they're kind of confident, like you know, that they can go in, go out and 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 produce on the day, like you know, and like you know, they'll give they'll give a great account of themselves, like on on, on the day, like you know, well, know we're up against uh, a very good team, like in 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 Clooney Quinn, like a very experienced team, as Jarrett was saying earlier, you know, they they were playing senior hurling two years ago, 
you know, yeah. then to come back the following year and get into a an intermediate final, like you know, that's a great achievement from from that club, like you know that they they didn't drop their standards and I mean and didn't hear they are again this year, like back in a in a in a county final again. So like we know, like we we've no. Um, illusions about it, you yeah. know, no illusions about what's, yeah. what's ahead of us. That had been everybody's favourite player yeah. in the season, but again, yeah. you, you, a final is the off. Gerald, as usual, after playing a lot of camogie matches and training and getting late in the year, you know, your girls with knocks and, and maybe doubts going into the game. I'm sure, like everything else, you have your own concerns uh, without giving too much away. I mean, have you, you, you have one or two question marks about players, have you? Yeah, we have a question mark there, but only met Dermot, she, uh, broke, she broke her hand there again, Tyler. She came on the last day, like so. We're not a hundred percent how fit she's going to be, so we'll just see later on in the week, see how she is. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be the only one we'd have uh, an injury concern about at the moment. Janet, you know, as we said, as you usually said, you have a good mix of players, like you've learned so, and you know, when the top class still probably one of the top class goalkeepers in in the county, Susan Fehibek is your top class county forward. You know, they they add a lot of experience to the team. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, of course, they do, Leo, because. Lauren, as you said already, like she's a fantastic goalkeeper, played for Clare. Um, we've Kira Leary, sure, full back. Um, yeah, we've a lot of experienced players, um, Susan, Greta, and then we've a lot of younger players, minors, you know, who have no fear whatsoever. Like so, it's it's yeah, good it's mix. Good, good mix. Eugene, I think the important point here is even the numbers coming to training, which is marvelous yeah. to get them all out. And you know, people would say about junior teams that you're already fulfilling the fixture the junior team for Whitehead won the league got to the semi-final yeah. it has been most beneficial and probably a major reason why Whitehead are in the intermediate final oh huge huge I mean I mean the, the, the junior team this year like I mean maybe two three years ago we, we, we couldn't put out a junior team like you know we were struggling for numbers and that but in the last year or two like I mean the numbers have just kind of grown like you know and we've been there at training some evenings and you could have 36, 38 players like at training like you know what I mean and that's kind of the juniors like people just wanting to come and, and hurdle on the pitch and and drive on each other like you know even now like you know the juniors have been knocked out of the out of the championship like you know and they're still coming to training like you know and it's all just kind of you know they're part of the panel like and they're, they're part of the team and they're driving it on for us like you know so like you know I mean you know, they, they deserve great credit like you know and they've had a, a good year as well like you know, and and their kind of standard of camogie is, is has really improved over the year as well. Like you know, because of their training with the inter- intermediates as well. Like you know, so it's it's kind of you know bringing up the standards on for both teams. Yeah, Charlotte, you know, there's two of you here with Eugene and, and, and yourself, but who else is in the management? I know Eric Minogue is the is the coach. Yes, um, Ian McInerney then is strength and conditioning, and Ashton Tracy is a selector as well. You know, in fairness, you know, that, that, and, and Fanula Collins, I forgot. All right, you know, that's an experienced backroom team as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you've all been around, around you know the, how the there, yeah. and, 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 and we'll be experienced as well. And the Clooney challenge, formidable that it is, it won't phase you. No, we, like, we know we're up again. It. Like, as I said already, we're playing a fantastic team in Clooney Quinn. They're the only unbeaten team in the championship this year. They got to the intermediate f- final last year. They lost by one point to Fiegel Kilnana. And you see how good Fiegel Kilnana have done this year. They've been, they were in the senior B final, like, and like they're in a Munster final next week as well. So Fiegel Kilnana are a fantastic team, and Clooney Quinn only lost him by one point last year. Clooney Quinn have been to a number of senior county finals as well, like, so it's maybe a bit of a surprise that they, they, that they were down uh, that when, they, when they did get relegated. But, um, yeah, we we know it's 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 going to be a massive challenge, but it's a challenge, and we're really 
for want to embrace. Oh, yeah, of course he will. And I mean, the final is, is a once-off, 60, 63 or four minutes. Eugene, the Intermediate Championship overall, you've met many of the, of the teams. It's obviously a good championship. It's very competitive, obviously, as well. Teams beating each other maybe once and reversing it the next time. So, yeah. overall, would you say the standard Intermediate is a decent standard and that it's you know, any team that winning it is capable of competing in senior. Oh yeah, look at you look 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 at what, what happened last year. You look look at the intermediate final last year. The standard of hurling and that like was was kind of really good. Like you know, and then you see how how fetal Kilinaina have gotten on this year. Like you know, so no, where tis 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 very high standard. And look at you have the likes of Clare Castle Ballier in there, Aroga in there. Like oh, they're all kind of big clubs, you know. So I mean, t- I mean, it's a great, a good achievement for for us, Whitekit. I mean, to Absolutely. to to get, get to the final like and we were that's what we were kind of aiming for at the, at the beginning of the year to get to the the later stages of the championship and then to see where where we could go from there like you know so I mean we're just delighted where we've got to the final like you know and we're, we're just kind of you know just hoping for the best now the next day Eugene also you mentioned Pat Buck there you know a great yeah. worker there's no doubt about that behind the scenes but really it's the club as a whole you know it, this thing just didn't happen overnight it, this has no. come over a number of years oh it has I mean look at you, you can go back over the, the management team uh, the management ma- managers of the previous teams as well like you know I, I can remember a couple of years back we were, we were only playing in junior A like you know and struggling to, to get out of there like and you know you had the likes of Eleanor Soul in there and you had Brian Jurick and Aidan Hickey kind of you know all those people have been involved in management of the team over the years like and you know and this is all just kind of this is, has led to where where we are on Saturday like you know so it is great kind of you know has been a great amount of work has gone on over the past number of years with this team like you know so yeah uh, Janet Look at the name of the the trophy for the intermediate championship, Father Lee Murray Cup. You know, a man who spent many many years in 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 the parish of, of, of Wycliffe and doing an awful lot for his time down there. How how nice and how fitting it would be if Lee Murray resided in Wycliffe come Saturday evening. Oh, it would be just an unbelievable feeling, Leo. Absolutely an unbelievable feeling if we can get the Father Lee Murray Cup back to Wycliffe. Like when you talk about Wycliffe Camogie, Lee Murray or Father Lee Murray's name will always appear like so it would be just an unbelievable feeling to bring the, the Intermediate Cup and the name Fed, the Federally Murray Cup back to Wycliffe I'd love to echo that as well because as a Federal Murray started his club in Killineen as well and then moved on to Wycliffe and did fantastic work in all the clubs he was in he was in a hand after that later on but um, I do know that um, there was a great determination of our way that uh, when the new cup was be available that it would be named in honour of Federal Murray and there's great delight in Kilinina and in Shulam Whitegate that cup for the Intermediate Championship and the part, very important cup is named after him and uh, it would be great to see it residing in Whitegate uh, on Saturday evening, no question about it. Charlotte, is there any truth to the rumour that if uh, Whitegate, uh, well, apart whether Whitegate win or not uh, later on on Saturday, that there's a monument, monument be prop in your, in your <laughs> honour? <laughs> Not too sure about that, no, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Buck is is organising it down there uh, as we speak. <laughs> Radish has been bought, it's ready to be chipped. Mm. Oh, look at Leds, Charlotte, Eugene. Thanks for coming in to take the time, time to talk to us here thanks, on Scarab Bay News Radio. Radio. We you wish that. you the very best of luck in the immediate final in Corrofin against uh, uh, Clooney Quinn, and hopefully we'll be have you back in talking around for the most, for the next round of the Munster Championship. Leds, you're thanks a million. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks okay. very much. Thank you. And once again, thanks to Gerald and Eugene for taking the time to talk to us uh, here on Scarf Bay Community Radio. And we move uh, from Wycliffe, who are in the intermediate final, and we move down uh, to Bradford, 
where Bradford are not in one, not only in one, but two finals. And we're joined by the coach of their uh, Camogie team. It's a man who's well known to a lot of people, uh, most people, on, especially on the Holland Fields. Uh, came on in the last game there in the senior B in the senior championship against Crushine and got the point and was uh, fouled for the point that uh, made sure that they were safe in the senior championship for another year. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by uh, Parik Kiki. Parik, you're welcome to Scarpe Community Radio. Thanks very much, lad. Hi, Parik. Parik, it's going to be a busy day for you on, on, on Saturday. Not only having not only one team, but two teams in the final. And, you know, even though it has been a very, very difficult year uh, for Bradford, and people seem to think, you know, it may be only difficult for, for the hurlers, but look, it has been very difficult for the followers of Camogie as well. But great resilience shown by the club. And, and to be appearing in both a Junior C and a Junior A final is a massive achievement. It's a huge achievement. Um, I suppose, as you said there, we've had a difficult year, but, you know, it, it does touch, it touches everyone in Bradford, but it definitely touches the Camogie Club as well. Like, you know, you've, you've relations there, Tina and, and Eva, they're both playing on the, the Junior A and the Junior C team individually, and then Alan O'Brien is actually, uh, a brother in Isles, is actually part of the, the setup. With the junior teams as well, so look at it. It's it, it, it's been a tough year, but I suppose things like things like this at the end of the year brings a small bit of light at the end of the year. There's no doubt about it. And uh, look at to have to have both teams out. Uh, Park is a great achievement, and it's testament to Bradford and the, the the numbers. And it's great to see all the numbers and 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 you know playing the playing the camogie. Yeah, it is. It, uh, this the first year of the second team, and in fairness to to all the, the backgrounds committee there of the Camogie like they, they just went out and they just asked everyone all girls who hadn't played for years and years like you know they didn't want to come back and there's a good lot of young girls coming up then as well and there's a good mixture of both like you know you have Leslie there and Brenda they're, they're touching the they're touching the big 5 do you know what I mean and you're going down then to <laughs> They'd be delighted to hear you say that, Parik. They will, yeah, they will. No, no, make sure to mention it anyway. Um, but no, but there's such a there's such a, a, a diverse setup, like you know, especially on the teams, I suppose, especially because they're only it's their first year, and they they're just absolutely delighted to be in the final, absolutely delighted. And then you know, you you go to the A's then, and like we, I was involved a couple of years ago when we won it, and then we lost the final before that. And then they lost another final, and you know it's kind of ups and downs, I suppose, for the years. But you know, I suppose we we have a we have a chance in Saturday, so that's that's kind of all we want. We're where we want to be anyway. Yeah, and Park, you know, up against Crushing Ryan, and you've met already in the championship, and couldn't be couldn't be separated. So two evenly matched teams are going into a junior a final, and you know, it's whoever wants it most in the day. Park is uh, going to come out on top, without a doubt. Look at. Uh, we played there in the middle but it was nearly I suppose, six weeks ago or more now and I think it was one kind of piece finished and just a, a, a tense game like we're, we're very much at the same level very very much in fairness I think both teams I'd say if they went up intermediate now would hold their own intermediate so look at we're, we're expecting a very tough test and I, I can't there, there's no favourites really going into going into Saturday because you know, as, as as you said, we've already drawn. But look at they're they're a very good team. Went to watch them actually there against Inakilamona last weekend, and 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 they give like a good Inakilamona team, and they give them so 
got a lot of goals against them and, and were the better team on the day. Padraig, it must be great to have this, both teams uh, involved at this stage because, you know, into mid-November nearly night, evens are dark and all, you know, most girls have things and jobs and colleges and all that. So it must be great to have the numbers, you know, attracting p- people to come. You know, the more players that are there, the more that will want to come. So I suppose that well, eases a bit the fact with the second team involved as well and girls are all enthusiastic oh, for both. It, it's a huge, it's a huge help, Pat, because, um, like, we had, I think we had 31 or two were training there one night there last week of Wednesday night and we actually had girls come down from Galway and we had a couple of girls that drove down from Dublin as well for training so they're they're super committed and you couldn't fault them in, in any way in fairness they put in an unreal commitment and hopefully hopefully it'll go their way on, on, on Saturday and, and Parik, yeah. looking at the, the Christine Rowan team, you know, and, and they're a formidable outfit there's no doubt about that where are their big names or where do you see their big threats coming from? I suppose midfield in a half forward line now it's kind of and I suppose our lines are probably the same as well I think midfield is going to be a huge battle um, around that both half forward lines both half back lines and the midfield I think is going to win an awful lot they're, they're a quick they're a quick side like, so you know we're, we're going to have to be on our toes and so the game that they played against Lionel Kilmona and the game against they played against us a very physical game you know, there, there's a bit, of, there's a grand bit of physicality in Kamori this year, especially with the rules being slightly changed, and and you can see it. Like, so girls go out and they're well able to throw themselves around as well, just as much as the lads. Yeah, and there's no That's doubt Bradford sure. won't be Bradford won't be found lacking in the physicality department anyway. There's no no doubt about that. But Parik, you know, there's no doubt about it, even looking at the Bradford team. There's plenty of quality in your team as well, Parik. The reason being, you put Dylan there, she's been there a lot of years. Karen and Owen Ryan have been there 10, 10 or more years, I think. And you have Neiman Queen who was with the Clare Juniors earlier on in the year as well. She, so was, like, she was outstanding so in that team as well. Yeah, yeah. And she, she was very good all year. I, I've seen a couple of games that she played as well. You know, you go back into goals in as well. Laura Ryan, she's actually the minor goalie as well. The minors are actually in the final minor B final with, with Pat Dean as well so like Laura is a good goalie as well and she was on the fair minors as well so like so there's good quality kind of turn around the whole lot of the team like so you know, we, we have a decent side but like they, they train well they work hard like you know they're not they're not good just because they show up to train and they train hard like so it, 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 so, I think we have a shot, like, you know. Yeah, and, and Parik, before we get in, you have the Junior C final in against Cratlow, and, you know, it's, again, great to have a second team in the final, and I suppose, really, it, it, that they have improved the first team by coming by coming to training, and tra- by always been your training with, with with your first team, your second team, and improve as well. But look at no mean achievement uh, to get to the Junior C final and coming up against Cratlow. Yeah, Cratlow, Cratlow are the now when we met him in Broadford. Um, it would have been a small bit better than us, but so you know, we've a lot of hard training done with them since then, and, and hopefully we'll we'll put up a good performance. I, as you said, there to get to the final, I think for those girls has been absolutely phenomenal, and they, they're showing just as much commitment now as as any of the A girls, which is great, and just it really helps training. When you look at whether it's male or female, when you come to training and you see twenty odd girls there most nights then it's just you know you're going to have a good training session and their attitude their attitude is a big thing whether it be hurling or camogie 
attitude is a big thing, and, and, and their attitude is just top class. Yeah, obviously the attitude in Broadfield in at the moment is is, is a one. Um, Paulie, obviously you know to get to this stage, a lot of people involved. I mean, you you know, you you are obviously doing a lot of coaching yourself up with them and, and doing it well. But who else is involved with you there? Just getting getting the girls to this stage, or well, behind the scenes, and maybe on the sideline as well. Yeah, but well, I sure look at we we go go back behind the scenes, you know, and like man master and trail master be doing all the pieces there behind the scenes and then a Tamil Dylan is, is the chairperson and, and she's actually uh she's manager of, of Junior A's and then you've Richard Chute and, and Paul O'Connell and Deirdre Boland then would be a selector with us on the Junior A's and she's actually manager of the Junior C's. And we're all kind of giving her a hand in as well with the junior C's. And she has Alan O'Brien in there with the junior C's. And she's Lisa Boland, her daughter, who couldn't hurl this year. So he's, he's involved with them as well. So you've, you've, it's, there's, an, there's it's an impressive line-up. Up there. It's an impressive line-up, I'm saying, Parley. It is, yeah, it is. Look at and the numbers are important there as well, you know, because we're, we're not all there every night, you know, which helps. Like, yeah. So you have someone, you've, you've, a minimum three three people there at training every night, and uh, you know, I suppose those committee members, you know, have put in as much effort as as anyone else as well. So it, it's important to acknowledge them as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And Park, it is it is a collective effort. There's no doubt of of, of the whole. And the parish is right right behind you. And Park, look at it's going to be a busy day for you. We wish you and the management team and all the players the very best of luck in both the Junior C and the Junior A final. And look at it to be a great evening in Bradford on Saturday evening if we've won and hopefully two trophies are back in the parish. Park, Kiki, very good to talk to us and thanks very much for that. Thanks very much, lad. Best of luck, Park. Bye bye. And once again, thanks to Parik Kiki for taking the time to talk to us. And now we move uh, from Bradford and the Junior A and Junior C finals. And we move up, we come up the road here to the local team here of Scarafogunlo, who are preparing for their second final in, in three years. And we're now joined by the, the manager of the Scarafogunlo team this year, new to the new to the scene. But, you know, people listening to the, the matches here on Scarafogunlo Radio will we'll know this man's voice. Uh, a completely new team, really, for Scarafogunlo this year. And this man and his management team have done a massive job and a great job in getting the team to the, sec- to the, the second final in three years. His name is David Sullivan. David, you're welcome once again to Scarafogunlo. Bay Community Radio. Thanks for having me, lad. Thanks very much, David. David, look at uh, as you have spoke to us after all the games uh, uh, so far, and you know a, a massive occasion uh, coming up uh, later on on Saturday here in the senior final. You know, and any time you get to the senior final, it's a massive achievement. Ah, uh, it is. It is, and to be honest, with you, these girls have, have really knuckled down this year. You know, we we had a. A lot of departures from the squad maybe two years ago at the start of the year, and uh, in fairness, we had a decision to make with a with this new team whether you know we back them and believe in these younger girls and give them a chance and an opportunity. And um, in fairness, all the girls have really stepped up to the mark. You know, we've introduced a lot of fantastic young players to the, to the team this year. You know, Abby Walsh, Lorraine Grady, uh, you know Rachel Daly, uh, Bonnie Wiley Murphy, these kind of girls, and just the character they've shown and the commitment they've shown and. You know, the way they've worked with the older girls and the way everything has just come together. It's, it's just great to be a part of the game later on today. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to it and we just can't wait for it to come around now. And I suppose, David, you know, you came in new at the beginning of the year, which was a, a complete new slate for, for everyone, which was an, a, grand, a great a great to have a fresh approach. And, you know, you got to see all these girls, you know, who have shown tremendous potential over the last couple of years. You saw them through the league. They got plenty of games, you know, and got plenty of exposure to, to the what Cena Komogi might, might feel like. Yeah, well, I think the best thing to happen this 
this group of players this year that, that was we had to play the league without the county players. Um, you know, I think I've alluded to once or twice in my conversation with you after games and stuff. If we had everyone available, maybe one or two girls wouldn't have got the game time that they got throughout the summer. And you could just see game on game, you know, when you're playing through and and Newmarket and all these teams in the league throughout the summer and you're making your debut and you're going to learn and you're going to develop and you're going to get better and game on game throughout the league. Uh, I just saw girls, you know, their confidence rising, their ability was getting better, they were believing more in themselves and, you know, what's going on now is, is no surprise to me because I knew once we got back to county players, we blended them in with the girls that have been working hard throughout the summer. I knew we would get to the latter stages of this competition with a great chance of winning it. David, for a team like Scarlett Fagunlo that would have great ambitions, you know, uh, as, as, a, as a group of girls uh, to go a long way in the Championship, it must be great to have so many tough games to play in the Clare, both league and Championship, with all those teams. You know, there's, there's five or six teams in Clare who can beat each other any day. So every single game was a test. And that was really great for the young girls as well as the older girls, the more experienced ones. Each game was a test, which prepares you really well for the knockout stages of the Championship. Also, of course, and, and to be honest with you, I, I think every February or March there's at least four if not five teams can hold their hand up in Clare and say you know we can win a McMahon Cup here if we get our house in order this year and it just goes to show the strength of the championship that we're in you know and you look around a lot of the other counties and in Tipperary and, and stuff like that and there's maybe only one or two teams in Galway the same that might say they can win it every year but the Clare championship is fiercely competitive and you know, we were very lucky to be 5-5 five and five heading into Saturday, but we've had to earn every single one of those victories. You know, the games against the market, Jamele, Bearfield, Dinah, you know, Kikishan, they weren't an easy one. You know, they were all dog fights, and you had to be at your very best to win them all. And, uh, you know, we know on Saturday we're playing another very good team. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. But, you know, this is why you play the game. This is what you want to be involved in at the latter stages of the competitions. But we certainly earned our place in, in the show piece on Saturday, and we're very determined to go on and, and finish the job now. Yeah, and indeed, David, as as Pat alluded, you know, the the temperature was very strong, and you've you've beaten all the teams, uh, you know, that you've made to date, and probably have beaten all the stronger teams. Now a big test awaits with with Truk Tlanera, who I suppose David really have been probably the farm team in the championship. I'd have, of course, and I, I kind of joked with someone the other day there that if in any other year you beat Newmarket and nine in the one year you'd nearly expect to be county champions at this stage, but uh, it just goes to show the quality of the team that we're playing on on Saturday the way they have progressed through their own group as well and the way they've conducted their own business and the way they've got to the finals. So uh, we know we're playing a really good side on, on Saturday and through Clan Lara. They've, they've as many good individuals as any other team in, in the county. So we know we'll have to be at our very best and um, I have no doubt we will be and we'll have to be. But um, we expect a really tough battle on Saturday and you know I think the, the real winner of the weekend is probably the Clare public because they're going to be treated to... You know, one of the greatest finals I'd say will ever be played in Clare between two good attacking sides who will just go for it and give it their all on the day. But we know we'll have to be at our best. We will be at our best, and hopefully that will be enough to get us over the line on, on Saturday evening. And I suppose, David, you know, looking at the at the matchups or looking at the players on the True Clannera team, you know, they are formidable players all all over the field. And as you said, you're going to have your work cut out to to, to bring the McMahon Cup back home. Oh, we are, of course. We are, of course. But I'd like to think that Truk will be in the same frame of mind thinking about us as well, that we'll have individuals that will cause them no end of bother either and they'll have their work cut out to win it as well. But uh, that's the beauty of sport when you have two really good sides going at it in, in the final. You know, they'll have great individual players who will cause us a lot of damage if late and we'll have the, the same on our side. So uh, it's a case of just whoever gets the match right and 
you know, whoever survives the purple patch, the other team will have, and whoever come out of that on the right side, then comes that as evening, you know. David, you know, a lot of the, the general public here in, in East Clare and Clare, you know, they, they probably they know of you uh, as David Sullivan being the manager. They see the other lads on the sideline with you, and they may not be, you know, they, they know them to see them. You might tell us who they are and, and, and their roles, David, please. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, uh, I look at the, the one thing that I'm very blessed with, I've surrounded myself with um, some really good people on the management team. Um, Alan Gorman is, is from Portumla. Um, uh, JP Hoolan is from uh, Laura. He's living in Nina. Um, obviously, Sarah Skelly is well known within the the, 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 the parish. He's been involved previously with previous management team. And um, I have a strength and conditioning coach, then Ronan Moore. He's from Laura as well. He's living in Portumla. Um, and then obviously Colin McGee is the doctor of the team and David Broderick is my physio, he's from Laura as well and then Eleanor, you know, we all know Eleanor, the commitment and the, and all of that. So she's in the backroom team as well there. So, uh, you know, I'm fair to all the guys that we have a long drive every night to get to Scarif, but um, I don't ever have to ask them to do it. They want to do it and uh, they know when they make that commitment to come to the field, they know they're getting it back in abundance and spades off the players as well. And that's what's making it so enjoyable for us all that, you know, when we get in our car and we travel a half an hour, 40 minutes to Cravens or Gunlaw or Scarab, we know when we get there, there's players coming from Cork, Dublin, Carlow, Limerick, or even just from over the road, and they're matching and giving the same commitment we are. So, uh, you know, it's a really good camp and it's been really positive and really enjoyable. So we're just hoping to finish the job now on Saturday evening and, and cap off what's been a great campaign so far. Yeah, it's great to hear that people, players and management are, you know, all roads lead to Scarif so, so often and I suppose everybody's enjoying it when, when, when you're having success. David, just one quick one there. Against Andy Kildamone in the semi-final, I think the manner of your victory was extremely impressive and, you know, a, a, an outstanding team for many years in the Munster a club final obviously as well um, you know that w- that should put you into a great frame of mind confidence wise facing true Clonard I know it's a different game but that was a serious display in the semi-final against such a fancy team ah, it was and we, we knew going into that you know what we had done previously wasn't going to be good enough um, you know a lot of what we had done previously was kind of very skillful open hurling but we knew we had to change our game against I knew we knew it was going to be a dog fight and we knew this you know, it wasn't going to be high scoring or free flowing or anything like that. It was literally going to be a scrap for every ball and every score was going to be earned. And, uh, you know, that game was probably the best preparation you'll ever get for a final. And, you know, there was a time in the second half, early in the second half, where they were on top and they were having a little purple period. And, uh, you know, we, we were struggling a little bit, but we, we got on to We stayed swinging, you know, we stayed coming at them. We stayed battling for every ball and we, we stemmed the tide. And, you know, our last 15 minutes was very, very good. And, what was season is that, you know, the, the game against Newmarket, we'd given away two soft goals in the last minute from the pressure Newmarket had put on us. But I just felt that day against Dina, the last day, if we were there another 10 minutes, and no matter how much pressure they put on us, we were never going to cave. You know, that was just the confidence the girls had in themselves that day. That they were determined to make the final and they were not going to let anything stop them from And as a management point of view, we were really, really happy with the performance. But the challenge is now we have to go and do that again the next day. You know, it's all right doing it in a semi-final and it's, it's all right clapping ourselves on the back, but unfortunately there was no cup given out the last day, so we have to go repeat the performance again the next day and make sure we get to that level again because it's going to take that and a bit more to get over the line on Saturday. Yeah, and with that, David, you know, thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. We wish you, your management team, all uh, the very best to look in the final later on here again through Clendera and hopefully that the McMahon Cup, all going well, will be residing back in, in, in Scarab later on this evening. David Sullivan, thank you very, very much. Thank you very much, lads. And may I just add, I'd like to wish the very best of luck to all the teams taking part in the finals this weekend. And uh, 
I'd I, I, I like to say that it's great to have a crowd back at the games and I think Claire Camogie is the real winner this weekend because there's some fantastic finals in store so i just like to wish all other managers and players that are running out in the field on Saturday whether it's junior, intermediate or senior the very best of luck and let the best team win yeah, well, said, and, and, well said well said David and we thank you once again thank, thank you, thank you very bye bye and once again, thanks to David, a manager of Scarif uh, Ogunluk Mogi Club, for taking the time to talk to us. And I suppose without, without having to have a, cl- a team going well, you have to have good management, but you also have a structure of the club uh, going very well. And the club is in safe hands, as we're now joined by the chairperson of Scarif Ogunluk, a person very good to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio, and also a member of the management team with David Sullivan. Eleanor Walsh, you're welcome once again. Thank you very much, Leo. Eleanor, busy weekend for the Walsh household, uh, Camogie final on Saturday and uh, junior hurling final on Sunday. But uh, And we wish the Ogunlo hurlers the very best to look on Sunday. But Eleanor, what an occasion uh, for Scarif Ogunlo, back in the scene of final once again. Absolutely, so exciting, and so exciting for the weekend for the you know the entire parishes of Scarif and Ogunlo. Um So exciting to be back in the senior final. Um, can't you know? Can't wait now for throwing. Really, um, have we've worked hard for a long time, and um, oh sure, Leo, the the excitement is off the roof. <laughs> There's no doubt, and in like. It's already two years since Scarif were in, 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 in the county final and won the Munster Club, but with pandemic and everything that has gone on with COVID, it seems a, a million miles away. And, you know, every every new year comes along, it, it's a new broom that sweeps clean. And definitely, you know, there was a, there's a, a new freshness about the Scarif Ogunlo uh, team this year. New management, a lot of new players. You know, it's exciting times. It is exciting times, yeah. We look, we were very lucky last um, last winter, I suppose, for um, and David and the the new management to come in and look at. Prior to that, weren't we lucky to have Jim Minogue and his uh, management team as well, who put in five amazing years and took us to you know to new heights. David came in with the you know fresh eyes on everyone. I suppose you know didn't know them, hadn't seen the girls like you know a lot of us are looking at these girls since they were eight, nine, and ten playing, and we have our ideas is oh she's a back and she's a full forward and that he had none of that and I suppose for the girls it was just fantastic to have that kind of breath of fresh air each of the girls kind of went out to training every day knowing that they had equal chance to to start to play in a position to do whatever and uh, he has a great relationship with the girl and the communication is really good Um, so you you see like the team is very is different to two years ago we also had you know some people um, leaving and travelling and having babies and, and that so it was an opportunity for the younger girls coming up as well to be, to be involved um, and I kind of think that now is and and the preparation that they've put in the whole year that is really paying dividends now the girls have a spring in their step they have a bounce there you know um, they really have performed very well throughout the, the season and look so have True Clonara I think it is a case that um, that the two best teams in the clubs in the county are in the finalists the way it should be and we'll certainly hope to drive on Eleanor uh, as you mentioned um, you know it's great to be in the final and also players have moved on but you have young players coming up so it, it just goes to show as well as new management the structures of the club underage have been great because four or five girls have come in this year and they've looked totally at home at senior even though they're very very young so the structures down underage are also very strong and that's very important uh, for the club in terms of success 
It is really, yeah, like I'd have to say, we've been blessed with, I suppose, great coaches over the years. And uh, and as we have put in the time into all of the age groups, and look, we've known success there too, and doesn't success breed success in a way. Um, last weekend, we were in the minor semi-final and um, we'll, against against Clonara, and um, we're deserving winners on the day there, and we'll face Ina Kilnamona in two weeks' time in that county final. Um, the under-16s were in the county final, unfortunately lost Ina Kilnamona um, on the day. But, are, you know, are there or thereabouts, that team had actually improved um, very well over the over the season as well. They weren't featuring at under-14 and here they are now at under-16, you know, in the final. So that, that was progress too. And um, our under-14s, our under-13s and even our under-11s this year um, are, are all, you know, getting getting there um, with, you know, their skills and their you know, all the other pieces like their agility and their their um, their running and their teamwork and all that, that goes with it. We're very lucky to have very dedicated parents and coaches at all of those age groups and I, I must admit like from, as a chairperson, I can you just put in the management team, help them get set up and off they go um, you you really now just check in every so often with them, and a request might come in for something. But um, other than that, they really own the the role and um, work very hard for all the girls. And the girls are brilliant too. Uh, I must admit, I was I went back this year coaching um, under 13s and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The girls, very honest girls, really wanted to improve and to enjoy their camogie and have fun as well. And of course, play matches, matches, matches matches, mad for matches. And luckily in actually the county as well, the structure was there for us this year to play a lot of matches at under 13 and under 11. And look at in no time at all, they're up playing um, seniors. So we're, we're thrilled with the the whole kind of integration and uh, and plans for the club. The committee are fantastic, I must admit. You know, we have a great um, um Secretary, Treasurer, Registrar, PRO and um, Children's Officer. Um, the AGM is coming up now. I might mention that if anyone wants to get involved in the committee. But those oh, you can't break, you can't, good... you can't break up the winning team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I don't know. There's some retirements coming up here as well. Um, but look, it's really important to have a team, you know, as you said, not only, you know, the coaching team, the players, but also in the organisation of it as well and um, lots of people willing to put their their shoulder to the wheel so it all um, goes well. When a club pulls together like that, I think it shows on the pitch and um, and here we are yeah. on and, the cusp and, of hopefully something great. Yeah, and also you know, before we before we close, the, the, the level of support that turned up in Kilmady the last day, you know, even though the metros changed at short notice, the level of support that from the people of Scarafagunlo, you know, um, as we said, it was testament. And when the team needed it most during the second half, when there was a bit of a lull, the crowd really got behind them. And, you know, I know you want to thank the local people as well for all their support. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! It was really magical. I think Leo, as we, as everyone waited, and it's a trek over to Kilmaley for us. But everyone waited for the team to walk off, and they had stretched and they had done all sorts of things. So it wasn't quick. And when they came off the pitch in, 
Mailey and everyone waited and um, clapped, clapped them off and it actually really meant an awful lot to the girls so huge thanks to um, the people of, of Scarf and Ogunla who are really behind us I notice I see bunting up I see flags up and people are texting about it I, I know we'll have great support on, on Saturday and I'm really looking forward um, to meeting everybody and it's hard to say thank you to so many individuals but you know take it from um, the club we really Really appreciate all the support, all the support, and every game we've had um, enjoyed great support and shouting, and it makes a difference to the girls. So everyone bring their loudest voices that they can um, to cheer us on. Yeah, and with that, and I suppose and all are welcome. All going well if the McMahon Cup comes to Scarif on Saturday evening. Eleanor, you can you must be very proud, very proud of your club and the players. And as you are part of management, we wish you and the management and all the players, as we said the same to David, the very best to look later on today in the county final. And hopefully that the McMahon Cup will be making its way across the bridge again later on this evening. Eleanor Walsh, thank you very very much. Thank you. Best of luck. And once again, thanks to Eleanor Walsh for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And now uh, we cannot forget, but uh, he also taken part in the county final or during the county final on Saturday uh, in Clarecastle is a look back at the team and uh, honouring the team of 25 years ago that won uh, the county championship. And on that occasion, it was an East Clare team and it was uh, Bodike who defeated Wolthorns in the county final. And we're delighted to be joined by the captain of that Bally team from 25 years ago, uh, Myra McGlynn, formerly uh, Myra McNamara, still known as Myra Mac. Myra, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Leo. Delighted to be on. Delighted to be reminiscing from 25 years ago. There's a... There's great memories, yeah, great memories. I tell you, time, um, Myra, there's no doubt about time. Time moves fast, and you know, the I suppose that even going looking back 25 years ago, memories of that match are, are hazy for a lot of people. But there's no doubt for the the people involved, and I suppose you you can remember it the same as it was yesterday, Myra. Well, I can. I can remember parts of it, Leo, and aspects of it, I suppose. And if I just go back a little bit further, we lost five senior county finals before we won that one in 1996. So um, that was probably why it was extra special that it was our sixth time to line out in a senior final in a row. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, great memories. And we only won it by a point on the day. And the score line was, I, oh, God, 1-5 to 7 points, if I'm guessing right. Correct. If that adds up correctly. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. But so, I suppose, uh, yeah. looking, looking back at it, Meyer, as you said, but I had won two leagues. They had been beaten in a number of finals. You know, they were knocking yeah. on the door for a while. So... On the day, there was great jubilation and great joy that they had finally got over uh, that line. Yeah, there was. And it was for everybody, to be honest, Leo, because there was an awful lot of people um, played along the way. And like you could, you, you could go back 10, 20, 30 years before that even. A lot of people, a lot of girls played for the Dyke. Um, including your own wife played many uh, county finals for the Dyke as well and never won the senior championship. So there was an awful lot of people that we wanted for that day and, and we were very conscious of that as we celebrate this weekend to make sure all those people are included in our celebration as well because we didn't do it on our own. Um, we, we had a lot of people involved over the over the decades leading up to that. Yeah, and I suppose looking back on, on uh, you can remember maybe the management team on the day, Myra, you know, you were, you, you were the, the person that, that lifted uh, the McMahon Cup and on that day we look back at the people that were over, some people that were no longer with us. 
That's right. And, and you know something, Leo, in the last few months, I was only talking with Sinead O'Brien, who was one of our key players, or Sinead Doyle, now your, your own sister-in-law today about it. There's a lot of people, and we've they've been coming to my mind an awful lot in the last few months, like, you know, the, uh, Flann O'Brien, my own father, Packy Maloney, uh, Tundra Dwyer, you know, look, I could go name them, Mary Ma- Burke, Mary Burke, yeah. Pat Burke. Itty O'Brien started out and Matt O'Brien, of course, you can't forget Matt O'Brien. Matt, even even now, in the last couple of months, Matt has been crucial uh, in, in the information and his, uh, his record keeping was impeccable and it has led us to be able to figure out exactly who was playing and who was on what panel when. Um, and that was all down to Matt and sadly he's no longer with us. But all those people had a huge impact and I don't think we realised growing up the, the impact that they were having and, and things they said and things we learned from them along the way and you know I mean I, I, a funny story about your own father one day I think you were managing a, a team over in Tulla against Rouen and under 14 maybe or under 16 that my brothers were planning and uh, a bit of a scuffle broke out and, and, your, and your father turned to mine and said Jesus John I had the teeth out to watch off and I was ready for action and you know, you, you, there's some great stories that you can remember from from those people along the way. And we were we were looking in in the management team we had as well with Ted Slattery, Donald Healy, Frank O'Mara, and Kevin O'Brien. They were great. They were you know looking back on it now, they were probably ahead of their time. Um, they were very very clued in to what motivated us as a team and they were around us for a long, long time. They were, they were a great management team but they had learned from the people who came before them such as Matt and, and Mary Burke, you know. Yeah, and, and Myra, you know, 25 years on and, and it's great that, you know, that the team are being honoured for the, at, at the county final but the celebrations are going on much more than just at, at the county final. There's a big weekend planned uh, for, for the group. There certainly is and, and we're already t- chatting on WhatsApp which even in itself, to have got everybody back together is just fantastic. Um, we th- I think everyone bar one is making it back. Um, we have, we're have we having a bit of a dinner in Newlands in some granny, just ourselves um, to begin with after the county final. And then we'll be heading on to the Cobblers in Bodike for a great session. And we hope everybody will come along and join us and stick to the COVID regulations, but come and enjoy the celebrations with us. Yeah, and you know, as you always know, in Bodike, we always abide by the rules uh, to the to the letter uh, uh, to the letter Leo, of the law. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> Myra, look, it's going to be a, sure. a, going to be a fantastic occasion, and you know, look at you're gone you're gone out of the parish a while now, and look at you have started to try to do your best to bring up the standards of hurling. I hear in County Kildare. I was out tonight uh, at an under-15 Division 1 uh, semi-final out against Clane and my son was playing and two of the opposition are, are twin twin lads and they're sons of Catherine Tracy or Kate Tracy Timmy Tracy's grandson from out the Peter Road and uh, last week we were out against Manus and there was uh, Keen Brody had the job of marking my fella and, and he's the son of Mike Brody from Killinina. So, um, yeah, and Pat O'Mara is over in Maynooth and we are trying to create a bit of a small ball revolution in Kildare and, and my daughter plays Camogie here as well so I'm, I'm involved coaching her team. But, um, yeah, really, really enjoying it and look, I think the GAA, no matter where you go in, in the world, you find friends and you find connections with people and, um, you know, we, we all go back to it and get involved. There's, there's no getting away from it, Leo. You know, when you grow up in, in Holland and, and Camogie as, as we did, 
you just have to go back and do it. That's just the way it is, and and we love it. Thrive on it here. There's no doubt. It's a it's a mess of organisation. And look at Myra. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us here. We could talk all night, no but problem. look at we we will. Yeah. There's no doubt we will talk to you again. And look at yeah, we wish we wish all, we wish all the girls the very very best to look on Saturday. It's going to be a marvelous occasion as they appear during the the, the county final. And look forward. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy the celebrations afterwards as well, Myra. Thanks very very yeah, much we, for taking time to talk to us. We're looking forward to it. Not at all. Thank you, Leo. We'll God bless. Take then. care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And once again, thanks to Myra McGlynn for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bakery's Radio. And once again, we wish them all the very best look for the weekend. And that concludes our Camogie section uh, for this weekend. It's a busy weekend for the Camogies, but it's also a busy weekend on the hurling scene. It's the Blue Ribbon event of the Clare Hurling calendar. Uh, it's the county final between first-time finalists Aina Kilnamona and, and near neighbours Bellier. And we're now joined, as always, by one of our regular analysts here on Scarif Bay on Scotland. It's uh, Denny Chapton. Denny, you're welcome once again. Thanks, yeah. Denny, look at all the hurling has been played, all the group games, quarterfinals, semi-finals have been played. We're down to the final to Aina Kilnamona in their first uh, county final, taking on their near neighbours Bellier. Yeah, um, really looking forward to this uh, uh should be has the makings of a great game. Um, a lot of people would have gone for Ina Kilimona for the last two three years, and eventually they have made the the breakthrough that they have been promising to to make and get to the final. You know, they, I suppose for, I think they have won the last two under twenty one championships, so they have the pedigree. They're there now, uh, but they're coming up against the Bellier team that's probably way more experienced than them, battle hardened. Have been there before, but you know they're without the the best player in, in Bellier's history, probably one of the best in Clare's history, and it's a big, it's a, probably a big ask from you know. But uh, I'm I'm quite sure that they'll they'll die in their backs to try and win this championship for Mister Kelly. But um, you know it's 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 intriguing. It's it, there's so much to look forward to. There's different battles in the field. Gary Brennan is playing really well. Uh, will David Fitz pick him up? Uh, who'd come out better than that one? Aidan McCarthy against uh, playing full forward, probably. Um, you have Ina Kilimona, you have White there in the fullback, you have a couple of good young fellas, and you know, there's some great battles in, in the field. Connor Hagerty was outstanding in the semi final for Ina Kilimona. How are Bellier going to deal with that? You know, will, will Jack Brown do man marking job? These are all battles that we'll be really looking forward to, and <coughs> you know, uh, I suppose at the end of the day, it could come down to it could come down to Niall DC versus um, Aidan McCarthy in a in a shootout. Now, what I would love to see, and and I know from talking to you, if we could get the man to referee the Kilkenny County Final to come up and referee Sunday's <laughs> County Final, I think we could have a great game. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, and tell you he could come and he 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 does not out. He wouldn't be bringing the whistle with him anyway. Well, no, he's, yeah, I think he ran out of a whistle after the throwing. But he was uh, I, I would have given him man of the match last Sunday. It was one of the best games I watched in a long time, you know. And and it just brings back the point we've discussed it before. The influence that referees have games are clear to all stop start, and I I believe it affects our our county teams um, later on when we go out and the fellas nearly standing up waiting for a free, but they're, not, they're never going to get. But that's that's 
getting away from the county final that's another day and speaking of the referee we must wish uh, Johnny Healy uh, from Smith O'Brien's the the very best to look it's it's a great time because Smith O'Brien's are really uh, on on the move at the moment and we wish Johnny who's a member of the Hopping the Ball team here on Scarf Bay Community Radio we wish him the very best look in the county final on Sunday and if anyone is going to let the game flow in fairness Johnny is one of the ones that will will let it go and we wish him the best look you mentioned the matchups Denny and there's no doubt they're going to be very important also there's the you know, some of the players are carrying injuries into the game. They're high-profile players, uh, you know, carrying injuries. Yeah. Aidan McCarthy played the football final last Sunday. How fit is he going to be? David Fischeld, uh limped off after the semi-final. We know very rogue. How fit is he going to be? You know, and of course, Bellier are, are without Tony Kelly. And, you know, it makes it. It's going to be intriguing, Denny. There's no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, it, it, it's great to build up the county final. There's, there's the what-ifs. There's... Will he make it? Won't he make it? You know, and and it makes it all that bit uh, the build up to the match, the, all that bit better. Um, I think it's crucial for Ina Kilmarnock's chances that them two boys do make it. Um, it's very hard to see him performing to the same levels without David Fitz. I think he's had an excellent year for Ina Kilmarnock. In every game, he has been he's been outstanding, and we'd say. If he's out, he's a he's a major loss. And then, likewise, if Aidan McCarthy's out, there, there's your free taker, and <coughs> you know he's averaging I think ten points a game. And he would, would any one of the two of them would be a huge loss. That team playing their first county final, uh, Aidan got through the football final. Now he played it, but I was talking to uh, a man with a bit of far more knowledge about football than I have, and he reckoned that. Either he was having an off day or he was minding himself for next Sunday because he never really broke into full sprint <coughs> or anything last Sunday. So, um, you know, he he could have been just hedging his bets and, and keeping himself in, in good condition for for tomorrow. And, and Pat, you know, even though it's Ian in the morning's uh, first appearance in the county final, all oh, the pressure seems to be on Ina Kinlamona. There's no talk really about, about Bellier or the fact that and they're playing this card very well. Obviously, Tony Kelly, the best holder we've one of the best holders we've mm. ever seen. You know, you'd say, How are you going to win without Tony Kelly? They managed to win the semi final with, with, without him. No, he played a massive um, part himself in, in the backroom team and he seemed to be involved in everything that was that was moving. He was coming off from the stand and making changes. And maybe as alluded to he's probably a, a future manager or whatever in in, in, in waiting, Pat. Well, I mean, Tony Kelly, first of all, his loss as the player is immeasurable. But having said that, when you have the likes of him on the sideline, you know, driving things on, making decisions, as you said, you know, being very much part of what's happening, as if he's away above in the stand and not, not as transitions, you know, like another injured player might be. Um, that I think that inspires players, like, you know, the, 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 maybe we won't say the lesser players, but I suppose in a sense it would be lesser players, lesser known players, we'll say, um, would be very inspiring for them, first, uh, you know, a bit the first thing I'd say. The second thing I'd say is, I Nikhil Namona, while they're the less experienced team, you know, every single one of those players has played numerous times in, in Cusick Park, numerous 21A finals, minor finals. So it wouldn't be such a big deal for them, I think, in the county final because they have been kind of been sort of tipped or mentioned in previews for the last four or five years that they should be up there, maybe in the top four. Uh, they flopped a few times. They didn't just realise their potential. But I think now that they are there, you know, I think they'll give a good account of themselves. I really do. I think they won't. They won't be caught up in the, the Cusick Park thing. I mean, they, they've done it all there before, apart from senior, obviously. But um, the key element, as Danny referred to, is if David Fitz and 
and McCarthy are not at, the, not at their best. I think David Fitz probably is the player of the championship this year, probably. Yeah. If they're not at their best, I really couldn't see any Kildamona winning it. Whereas I think, you know, you're probably, you can rely on all the, on all the belly ailers to give absolutely everything in this game. And, and you know, Paul Flanagan playing the best holding of his career as well. Jack Brown, we know what he can do. Uh, Brennan, Pierce Lillis, the centre forward, I think, or that in the half hour line, is a huge worker for them and, uh, you know, makes a lot of things happen. Might be the most brilliant striker in, in the game, but, you know, as fit as the fiddle, will work savage hard and make things happen. Same with Niall DC, obviously, street free taken, I mean, he's fit as well. So, look at it's an imp- it's really is a difficult game to call, but I, I have a funny feeling that a few days ago I was thinking that. Uh, maybe Belly are favourites but the more I think about it what have I in a Kildamona to fear they don't have to deal with Tony Kelly they've all played several finals in Cusick Park and as it if Fitz and McInerney are and McCarthy sorry are fit uh, I think they should be able to they should be able to finally you know reach realise their potential and one other thing I'd say about if Fitz is fit you know around the half back line they've Kevin Hearn Jason McCarthy and David Fitz now they, they've all been moved Maybe one of them might play midfield there, but that's a very strong half hour half back line area. And I think, you know, Hare playing very well, Jason McCarthy obviously into county experience as well. So I, I think that might be a key area. That's a strong half back line. Denny, you know, if we're talking about Bellier and as Pat said about the half back line, and there's a, a man for Bellier, you know, who'd be positioning around that area, Gary Brennan. To me, he has been, you know, really stepped up. And the Leicester when they really needed someone to be counted, he went in full forward, he cut the ball and, and laid up for the goal. But this man's, you know, people say this man is, is a footballer playing hurling, but this man has plenty of talent and is a very, his quality as a hurler is very underestimated. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, I've seen Bellier, as we know, a couple of times this year and he's had superb games um, throughout the year. He, he would be Bellier's player of the year so far. Um, and, and it's not... I go back to the Munster club final they played against Tor- or the Munster semi-final they played against Torlas three years ago four years ago when he single-handedly maybe pulled you know pulled them back into game he was on the likes of Patrick Maher that day um, but there's no doubt in his ability but what I also like about Bellier this year is they have two young, young lads in corner forward and they're really making their, their Massey Gavin yeah. Massey Gavin and, and um, Aaron Griffin Aaron, Aaron Griffin, Griffin. Yeah. And they're coming up with a goal in every game, you know. Uh, Mossy Gavin got the goal against Bradford in the first round. Now, he also hit the post twice. He could have had a hat-trick in the first half that day. And very speedy, skillful. Um, they didn't have them. They were totally dependent on Niall Deasy in the full forward line and Tony Kelly for scores up to this. Because there's a bigger spread of scores, you know. So I... I, I'd be very slow to write him off. I agree with Pat in that Ina Kilnamona, if they have all their big guns, they probably, deservably, should be favourites. You and, know, and it is, it's very hard to go and say Bellier be favourites without Tony Kelly. Yeah. Now, if Tony Kelly was playing, I would have Bellier favourites. Yeah. But, you know. And Denny, you're, looking, you're also looking at, at, say, Bellier, right? And I'm looking at a player, a player that I rate highly up is Morgan Gary. Now, yes. obviously, you have to have a player, an impact player coming off the bench, and he seems to be the player that they mm-hmm. have pinpointed this. But every day this man comes on, he makes a serious contribution. Yeah, he was only on the field. He got the four, He was hardly the slip given to referee the last time he had a point scored. You know, he was straight in and straight into the action, ball over the bar. Um, yeah, impact. Yeah, and yeah, Martin Leary is another fellow who can make yeah. an impact. So he's done yeah. before, he's got goals yeah. before for the community. Yeah, yeah, he'd be starting in a lot of teams, that's it. And Denny, they also have the added boost this year of the 
clear intercounty football other midfielder so you have O'Connell you have O'Connor and Brennan who play centre field for Clare who have played not only are they mm-hmm. playing centre field and wing for Faber for Bay you know they should every, win the aerial battle anyway. there's no doubt but there's no <laughs> doubt that the goalie won't be going short anyway no, but no. Um, he has improved with every outing as well and you know He's going to be a formidable challenge for the for 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 Aina Kilimona as well. Absolutely, you know, the, the, as as we said earlier, the, the battles, the individual battles on the pitch are going to be huge. And you know, if you break it down to all these individual battles, it's a very hard game to call. It is, you know, actually, it yeah. is actually a very hard game to call. And I I don't expect there to be anything in it and 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 Sunday that you know it'll be only a pint or two. And as I say, it could come down to the free tech. And it comes down to it. And also, Pat, the, the Bearfield or the Bellier manager, Robbie Hogan, the last time he was involved, they got to an All Ireland club final. You know, and mm-hmm. he would have plenty of experience and he'll have everything worked out for Bellier, you know, as well. Yeah. Now, obviously, these days, everyone knows everything about everyone anyway, you know, yeah. and yeah. there's no doubt that Tomas Kelly, as coach to Ione Kilimona, has done a tremendous job with, with, with those also, you know. So, look, it's. It's something really to look forward to, and as Danny said, it's a game you can't call. It's a game you can't call. There's so many imponderables, really. Uh, Tony Kelly, or T- Tomas Kelly, I should say, is a is a really good coach. I've seen him in action a good few times, but uh, likewise, obviously, Robbie Hogan has, has been has been there and done that. So, and with Tony Kelly, as I said, inspiring on the sideline. You know, I'd imagine young or old, but I'd imagine any player on a club team would be lifted by Tony Kelly in the restroom or on the sideline. Not roaring or shouting, but just the fact that he's there and you, you know he's missing his final, that should lift your game for him as well as for the club. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just, I, there too, they, they have a few useful further. I've always liked uh, David Miskell. I've just seen players with one finals a few times. Uh, Josh Guyler and Shane McEnany, they're always, they're capable of scoring as well. They're good, lively forwards. They're good, forwards. they have to take on the ball and not, not afraid of it. So, didn't just the Aidan McCarthy show alone. Um, Conor Hegarty, obviously, outstanding in the last day. So, you can make a case for both teams. You can make a case for both teams having maybe a few weak, not weaknesses, but maybe uh, something lacking. We say Tony Kelly missing for, for Bellier and maybe, as I said, injuries on the other side and maybe lack of experience of senior finals. But you can also see a lot of strengths on both. I mean, Gary Brennan and Cahal O'Connor have been two obvious ones. I mentioned Pierce Lillis. So there'll be no shortage of athleticism and, and uh, getting up in the air, as as we said a minute ago, uh, on the Bellier team. So it's a, look, it's not sitting on the fence, but... You're not going to be surprised if either of these teams win this by two, three or four points. Either team. Uh, I can't see a margin of seven, eight, nine or ten points in it. But uh, I, I just have a... Look, at at some stage, a team that's trying to make a breakthrough has to actually finally stand up and do it. And I think I need to I think they mightn't be all nervous in this one at all because they finally got to where they wanted to be. It's a step further, if not two steps further than it had been for a long time. So I think the fact that they're in there now and that maybe they don't have to worry about Tony Kelly, it could be either a hindrance or a help. It could be a help in the sense of giving them confidence. It could be a hindrance in the sense that, you know, they might think to be easier and maybe their minds are going to say, ah, it should be happening to Tony Kelly to worry about. But I just think they might shade it. Uh, I suppose, you know, they should want it anyway. A bunch of youngers like that that have under 21 medals. If they're not hungry for senior medals, they never will be, you know, if they are not hungry this Sunday. And I suppose, Teddy, looking back to the semi-finals, right, and Bellier, you know, got over the team that you were supporting uh, the whole way through the championship of Fairfield Ridge in, in Newmarket and, and, and Fergus, you know, it, it took them to the pin of their colour to get over Newmarket and Fergus. And, you know, Aina Kinnamona had a more impressive win over Eirog and Eirog had dethroned the county champions of the region. Now, Eirog definitely weren't the same team that played the semi-final no. that played in the quarter-final. So no, where, does Paul, like, where does Parham go, Denny? We alluded to it here the last discussion we had that Airog, we, you know, I said I hope that they hadn't won their county final by beating Six Mile Bridge, which 
as it turned out, there were not a patch on that. The same drive, the same effort wasn't there the last day. But you you could also say they weren't Ina Kilimanjaro didn't let them hold. You know that they, they were up for it and they they didn't let them play. Yeah, you know, I see one of the only downsides I see with Ina Kilimanjaro and probably to a lesser extent with Bellier is they don't ever seem to be able to put teams away. They could be five, six, seven points better than the team, but yet. You know, at the end of the game, they're hanging on. I, I go back to the Mills game in the first round of the championship. I think they were up 11 points at one stage. And if you ask anybody now from the Mills that they were at that game, it was the first 10 minutes cost them. They, were, they never put them away, even though they were that much better than them. And next thing, the Mills got a couple of goals. They were back in it and had a chance at the end of it to, to, to do something, you know. But that's... They can't afford to be like that on 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 Sunday, you know. If they are better, they'll have to take their scores because if Bellier, I I have a sneaky feeling that Bellier could could actually pull it off on Sunday. No, it's a small bit different from Pat, but you know it's just just the way I call it. I I be going for Bellier by two or three points, but. I, I have no reason to do that. It could go either way. I yeah, don't, and, and, you know. and just show us how close it is to call that you're yeah. going with Billy and, and Pat, you're going with... You're Hesitant, Hesitantly, and I, have to, I have to concede that Danny has seen the teams more often than I have. Uh, so, in fairness, that's, that's that's you know something to be considered big time as well. But, you know, what we've seen on TV of them mm-hmm. and on videos and that, uh, I just think maybe the, the day comes and it's time for the club to to finally take that yeah. forward step. And maybe this is the day for Eineke in the morning. But, as, as look at it, it's, it's not based on anything... I think great confidence is a hesitant vote, but um, it has the makings really well, an intriguing game, and there should be a huge crowd there. I think as well, you know, Bellier will have a good old following now. I think the one will bring all the West, West time, player yeah. and, and have an and beyond in this time and further further afield and, and further afield as well. So should be a great occasion. But um, looking forward to it enormously. I hope the weather is kind and that the conditions on the foot are, are reasonable. Um, as I said, it's you know if I think Kilmarnock win it, you know. First time ever is always a brilliant day in, in Cusick Park, whether it's Gratlor, Crusheen, or Clonair, or in recent years, or whatever. Um, so, look at uh, if it's it's Bellier, what have they? Is it two chances? Is it two or three they have already? Clear runs? Two, two, I think. Two. two, just two. So, I mean, it's going to be a massive thing for them as well. And, uh, you know, look at uh, it's got the makers of a great game. I, I, I'll I'll just stick the nick out and think that as a, sometime a time comes when, when the team just has to grasp it, when the chance is there, I'm going to kill them one about and be final again, ever. You never know. So I'm sure that'll be drilled into those lads as well. But having said that, Pellier, look at with Jack Brown, with, with Paul Flanagan, with Gary Brennan, with, with DC, DC, and uh, maybe some of those good subs to come in as well. Uh, Peter Slillis, Stanley Neen, you know, we, we all know their strengths and they've done it before. So again, no surprise if they do, but just, just a hesitant vote for yeah, and we wish him the board very best. Look, Danny, as you mentioned, uh, your near neighbours, the Mills, you know, they, they, they played in, in the first round. They were in a, a county final of their own last weekend, and, you know. Yeah, they, came they, through, they, they, they came out. through, and they pulled out all the stops, and they, and they won it. And um, But I don't know, is the saga over? No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, just it's so it seems uh, that we could be heading for a, a three way playoff. Clarecastle, it seems, are gone. And. Uh, I I think there's a rule that you can't be relegated on on score difference. difference. Now the clubs made a verbal agreement, but I don't think that'll stand up if if Crushing were to go to Munster Council with an appeal. Word of mouth won't stand up. You need a two thirds majority at the convention to overturn a, a, a rule of the the stair. You know so. 
I'd say they'd have a case and what I'm told is to be a three-way playoff so the Mills mightn't be safe yet. Yeah, so it is, it is very much in, in, in the Milton pot again, yeah. uh, Denny. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, the rumour rumor has gone around and we thought maybe you might be able to specify a bit more for us that have more facts of the case. And no, I haven't. No, no. <laughs> it's so, sleep with lawyers. Uh, <laughs> what, keep, one keep thing, Leo, before we go, I'd like yeah. to just say I congratulate Killaloo. I know um, we spoke about him a couple of times during the year and, you know, it was... To, I thought it was a great, dogged, determined victory in the, in the in the final. They really had to pull out all the stops in the in that second half, and I'd just like to congratulate them and and, and wish them the best in the senior next year. And also they have a monster club campaign, yes. a monster yes. club campaign to come also. Pat, finally before we go, the junior final is on on uh, tomorrow as well. Ogunlo, uh, you know, back in the county final after you know a good period of time, you know, and they are coming up again. Crochine, you know, five of the Crochine mm-hmm. team, five of the Crochine team that played in the relegation uh, playoff last weekend. Can you know, play. we spoke about it with Michael Sheedy in a previous programme. Right. Look at hopefully that the daily trophy will be coming back to East Clare and that Ogunlo will be back in intermediate ranks come tomorrow evening. Well, from an East Clare point of view, all this was up, I believe we'd be as close to Crochine as we are to Ogunlo, if not closer, and there'd be good a relationship there with that side. But having said that, I suppose, you know, Ogunlo is their, is their first team, first of all. There are teams that have struggled enormously in recent years as well to field teams and to, you know, after having, you know, outstanding years there in the in the late 90s and into the noughties for a while. Uh, so I heard at times with low numbers, the population is low, like like a few East Clare clubs. So, you know, I, I'd love to see them doing it because as a Crochine, have other fish to fry this year and they have, you know, a great record in senior in recent years and, you know, they have they have numbers. So, and between the underage as well with Tubber, Crochine Tubber would be, would be going well enough at underage. So, I uh, suppose so from the point of view of seeing the underdog who hasn't been doing well for a long time uh, and the main team of a club, I would love to see Ogunlo doing it. And I think Michael Sheedy seemed confident enough here that, uh, in, our, in our preview that, we, that, that that's gone out. So um, hope that they can do it. haven't seen him this year. would love to have, actually, but we were so busy. The matches were so congested this year. Every single Saturday, nearly everything seemed to be on between intermediate and senior hurling and intermediate and senior camogie and uh, all the other things we had, to, we had to do. So we just didn't get a chance to see them, but... Uh, Really, really wish them well tomorrow. Nothing against Christine at all, but you know, I think Ogunla need this more definitely to build up their club again and you know to get into intermediate holding where they would think they belong at least. Uh, they belong. They belonged comfortably in senior for a few years there, uh, as I mentioned before. So hopefully they can do it. Uh, a mixture of young and old there, and uh, some great lads putting in the effort down there. So um, you know, from East Clare point of view and from neighbouring neighbouring clubs all along, we'll be certainly hoping to Christine take that extra step and bring that break the junior rake up. Yeah, and with that, Pat, thanks to you, and Denny, thanks to you for your contribution yeah. on the programme t- t- today. And that concludes our Sports Sense All here today on Scarf Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. My thanks, as always, to co-presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, Jarlick Garvey, Eugene Quirk, Padraig Hickey, David Sullivan, Eleanor Walsh, Myron McGlynn and Denny Chaplin. Thanks also to the men in the control tower, Jim Collins, who without him we wouldn't have a show. Thanks to you, uh, the listeners, for tuning in to us here. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed bringing you. And we look forward to a great weekend of action. And we look forward and wish all the players in, in, in Camogie and Hurling the very best look in their respective uh, county finals this weekend. And all that remains is for me, Leo Dial, until we meet again later on from uh, Clare Castle for the senior Camogie final. It's been a day, I guess, long.